0: There's a lot of people out there that they feel like their life, they're trying to sing the right words, but it just feels off.
1: So, uh, for your musical friends, it feels dissonant. Um, That's what I was going to say. Exactly. So, it feels like dysentery. No, dissonant. No. (laughs) (laughs) I can gather
0: myself. You're welcome.
1: Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel and I'm here with my husband, Zach, and we really do believe that God has designed you for a specific purpose to win your world. So no matter where you're listening to this podcast on, whether it's Apple or Spotify, YouTube, we'd love for you to like and share, leave a comment. If you have a question or there was something in there that really encouraged you or challenged you and share it with your friends. This is really, and this in particular today, I believe is going to be super helpful to us as we walk into a new season. Yeah. So as we record our podcast today, we are ending summer and we're going into the fall.
0: Yeah. You ever notice just before we get into that, which I get sassed whenever I intro the podcast, apparently I can't do it well, but whenever I do intro it, do you realize that I always throw an adjective whenever I say I'm here with my amazing, my lovely, my kind, my beautiful wife. Then when it comes to you introducing your husband, dare I say the best (laughs) thing that's happened to you outside the Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ, that I don't get. I just want you to pray about that. and You consider that.
1: I will take it before the Lord. I'll remind you though, what scripture says about a man who finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And that doesn't exist, vice versa.
0: Yeah, it doesn't say about husbands because <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna say I won't rebuttal. I just <laughs> I just won't say it. <laughs> We had to practice self control. Yeah, I, w- I won't even say it. I won't <laughs> even say it. All right, so hey, we are we are thrilled uh, that you are with us, and this is this is a special, this is a fun, this is exciting uh, season of the year as the as the fall is starting, and obviously it's almost football time in Tennessee. We're all thrilled about that. Rachel is pumped about it. She can't wait to be watching so those games. That's exactly right. But so hey, really, what we're calling the season is really back in rhythm. And so we're getting back in rhythm and really no matter what season you're in. So I, I was talking to a family uh, earlier today and they're actually going into a season of being empty nesters where all their kids are, will be out of the house. And then we have students listen to the podcast that you're starting school back, whether it be high school, middle school, college, whatever it might be. Or if you're a family, you have, you've got, uh, you have your kids going back to school, all, all this stuff, our rhythm, is all they're all affected in this season, and so here's the question that we get to ask: Will we be proactive, or will we be reactive? And so, very rarely, if ever, do positive things happen whenever we are reactive, especially if you have a goal. And so, and again, so on this podcast, we talk about your purpose, which your purpose is to win the world. So everybody has a goal, no matter what season you're in. You have a goal, uh, and you may have some physical or relational goals, but we always have a spiritual goal of the Great Commission and winning our world and telling people about Jesus and building His kingdom like Jesus told us in, in Matthew 6. So when it comes to this next season, whenever it comes to schedules changing, seasons changing, are we going to be proactive? Or are we going to be... Reactive, and so this is huge. And so this will be really a two-part podcast. And we 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 talked before we started shooting. Like we're we're all about the Ps right now. Talked about prayer. We've talked about power, and we've got five Ps around the rhythms of getting back in. Now, babe, could you help us a little bit? Discuss a little on. I'm not the musician of the family. You are the musician of the family. Would it Would it help us to understand? how rhythm actually works. And so there is a, we, we talk about back in rhythm, but we, we really want that to be a double entendre here. We don't want it just to be rhythm as in like kind of the flow of life, but there's an understanding of like, there, there is a, not just a flow of life, but there's an order of life.
1: Right, so rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. So it's like the principal or the driving peak, like part of a song. So if you're listening to a piece of music, there are all different parts that help create what you experience as you listen. But a a huge factor of that is rhythm. So how fast a song is played or how often you hear um, particular notes and chords change how a song feels Mm -hmm. and uh, also like how quickly it can finish. So... I will use this uh, as an example. Our kids listen to a song that's a regular song, but on the fun kids at like um, on the playlist on Spotify, they have it sped up. So it's sung really fast and they like the really fast version. So the song feels way different. Like it's way more fun. It's not, it's not chill at all. It's and it's, got a lot of energy to it. Mm -hmm. The other version is great and it's wonderful and it gets the job done, but there's not necessarily as much energy. And if you're feeling, you know, if you're looking to encourage yourself and you're like, hey, I'm gonna listen to something. If you listen to something really slow, it's probably not gonna, you know, bring you the energy you're desiring. Yeah. Uh, And vice versa, if you're looking to kind of slow yourself down, quiet your mind, if you put on something very fast paced, you're gonna feel like, overwhelmed, you're not going to be able to settle your mind down. So how fast something is, that repeated pattern of sound, so the pattern of your life, the pattern that you continue to repeat can bring you energy and excitement, or it can overwhelm you. Yeah,
0: and, and again, like the rhythm of something, it really impacts how we feel. So uh, I, we don't watch scary movies. Rachel and I, the last scary movie we watched was Paranormal Activity, before we got married, like we were dating. So, you remember like, that?
1: Yes, I do. What 12 years ago? Yeah, it
0: been 12 years ago. That's the last scary movie 13 we saw. Years. We do not, I, I do I don't like how it makes me feel. That movie still haunts my dreams. Uh <laughs> and there was a guy driving around. No, that was Saul. I watched Saul before that. Either way, we don't like scary movies. But there's a guy on staff, uh Isaac, who does short films, and he sent me one of his short films films, and it's more of like a suspenseful deal. And I'm watching it, and I realize the score or just the music to it was making me feel a certain way. But it, it wouldn't even be in times where nobody say anything. There's nothing really happening. But the music makes you anticipate something like this, mm-hmm. like the, the, the feeling, the rhythm of it, the tempo of it really all brings you to the spot. And so I just want to encourage you that a lot of times, unintentionally, it's human nature to have a victim mindset, especially when it comes to our schedule and our rhythms, and I have to do this and I have to do that. And I would just I would just encourage you. Romans 8 says that you are more than a conqueror. And whenever you find yourself, especially going forward in this season, we're going to jump into the Ps, but as you go into this season, when you feel yourself being overwhelmed, when you feel yourself being a victim, I need you to stop. Remember what God says about you, and remember you are in control of at least how you view your circumstances and your situation. You're in control at least of that. And I would suggest a lot of us are in control of even more than that. And so, okay, so again, proactive, reactive. As we head in this season, are you going to be, are you proactive or are you reactive? And these P's are going to be uh, things, really the, the primary things that set the rhythm of your life all the time, especially in this season. And I want to ask: We want to ask: Are you going to be proactive or reactive? And so, the first P that we want to ask: Are you being uh, proactive or reactive? Would be priority. Now, priority. Now, if, if we uh, take that, if we take that straight over to um, the musical, the motif. musical part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what would be what? How would you how would you compare priority to music? So
1: the melody line. Of the song, which is uh the what you sing. So if you're gonna sing row, row, row your boat, what you row, normally sing.
0: Row, row you, your boat.
1: You got it.
0: Gosh, that was good.
1: That was so good. That was good. You're an amazing musician. Thank you. Um, that would be what leads, like you feel like you lead, you resonate with, you hear. It is the clearest part of the song.
0: Okay. So the
1: melody is what takes the lead.
0: So, so the so give, give me a give me a better example. So like whenever I I, I was joking there. Row row row. So I'm saying the words, mm-hmm. but is the the me- so the
1: tune that you're singing? Yeah. Is the melody? Yeah. But you can put harmonies around that, which is the it fits with a harmony is something that fits. These are pitches that fit with the melody line and the chords that are being played, but they're not the primary tune of the song it's like a secondary line that happens okay so you can hear this in um i was trying to think so if you listen to country music at all you'll listen to uh like carrie underwood and brad paisley when they sing a song together who hasn't they are not singing the same notes they're singing in harmony so they might trade who's singing the lead, the melody, but when they're singing together, one person is singing the primary line of the song that you sing along to. And you'll hear, and you hear this in all kinds of things that you listen to on the radio, somebody else is singing notes and it sounds really nice, but it's not the same as the lead singer. Yeah. So these are, so what we want to make sure we know is, hey, what is the lead
0: in our life? Right. And that's why I want to make sure, I didn't want to belabor just the musical side of it, but What is leading? What is setting it? Because I'm not not good enough with music to try to sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat to a different melody. You do that. Like, sing it to... So,
1: like, this is the melody line. Row, row, row your yeah, boat. but sing Gently it, sing down it. the stream. Sing I'm going it to like sing happy it for you. Hold on, but you have to you have to put them next to each other. Okay. Okay, sorry. So you have to so this is what your so that's your basic example. That's what row, row your boat should sound like. Right. But if I sing it like this, row, row, row your boat, gently down the stream. I could have merrily, done that. Merrily, 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 merrily life is but a dream. That's not how the song goes. Right. The song is row, row, row your boat, gently down the stream. But if you find yourself trying to sing Row, Row Your Boat the wrong way and everyone else yeah. is singing it, you're going to sound awful.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Even
1: though you're singing good notes. Well,
0: but you're alone. also, you're also, in, you're doing something right, but the priority or the main thing that's supposed to be leading it, is mm-hmm. wrong. So that's really what I was I was really hoping that we would gather right here. There's you can be doing the right things in the wrong order. You can be doing the right things the wrong way and still end up with a hectic, crazy life. Absolutely. And so when it comes to priority, if the melody is what leads the song, the symphony, then God is what God and the eternal building his kingdom it is what is what is supposed to lead our life and our family. And so let me ask you this. Is God leading your life and your family? Whenever you think about priority, and I I appreciate you sticking with us during that. I I really just wanted to make sure, because if you ask, hey, is God the priority? We've talked about that. You've heard that. But I I thought there was such a great uh, connection there between you can be singing the right words and it not, you can be singing the right words and the melody's off. I still, every night I sing uh this little lot of mine to valor and there's part of it i'm messing up he doesn't know he doesn't care he just likes I that I blowing his face when i say the uh i won't let it out but I, I know that there's something askew there and i feel like a lot of us even though we're doing a lot of the right things something in our life feels askew mm-hmm. and 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 the, so part of that is a lot of us I, I, I would dare i say the majority of us we have added god onto. Um, the world still being priority. And we've added them on because we believe in Jesus and, and we He's the Lord of our life, but we've added Him on. And so now you have these conflicting things of like, uh, sometimes you feel like, like maybe on Sunday or Wednesday, you feel like um, my walk with God is the most important, the eternal is most important, but Monday and two. When you start to get into meetings and and on social media, it feels like notoriety or success or people's opinion are is what is what is most important. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that they feel like their life. They're trying to sing the right words, but it just feels off.
1: So uh, for your musical friends, it feels dissonant. Um, That's what I was going to say. Exactly. You cut me off. So it feels like dysentery. T- no, dissonant. No. <laughs> I can gather myself. You're welcome. <laughs> so the two, this the two things you pursuing God and the pursuit of the world simultaneously, it sounds ooh, it feels it doesn't feel good. It feels yucky. So when you hear two notes, it's like when you hear someone who can't sing, like they can't sing at all. Why did you look at me right along. then? Why did you, you look, look at me? I didn't mean to look at you. Sometimes look you accidentally away. look at people when you're talking to them. <laughs> when you have someone who can't sing. Mm-hmm sing along to the radio and you're like, ooh, that is not, that isn't good. That oh, often it's dissonant because there's two notes that are close together, but they rub. Yeah. So sometimes we put like the rubby notes. And uh what we want, that's what it feels like if when you're living your lifestyle.
0: So so again, let me ask you, and I really want you to consider this is God leading? Is God the priority? Is God the melody of your life? And Whatever your answer is, if your answer is yes, if your answer is no, why is that? You know what? So why would you say that that he is? So, babe, if I if I could ask you, is would you say that God is is the priority, is the melody of your life? And then what? Just to just to help people just work this out in their mind too, is he, and why?
1: Well, I would say he is. So a couple of different things. One is when you look at where our Time goes, our time is, is set up, our schedule, our, our family schedule is set up around making sure that things of God are elevated. So time with the Lord, it's so like something is sem- like for us, Bible time at mm-hmm. night is, is a staple. Um, making sure we go to church on Sundays and group. Those are all things that we've set up in our schedule. So we have time, time with the Lord um, daily. But then you can look at our money. Mm-hmm. Where does our our money go? We give generously. Um, we're generous because God was generous. Right. So not just at church, but, you know, I was actually, this is really funny. I was talking with River today, and he was talking about how he shared his granola bar with his friend. <laughs> and then he got in the car, and he shared his granola bar with Valor. And I was talking about how, wow, you're being really generous right now you're choosing to so even with the things that we have sharing and i'm like gosh sharing is really hard i know but being generous with the things that we have with the money we have with our time um and our attention so when we say you know that god is how do i know that he's leading that it's because i can look at some symptoms and say okay this looks like our where what's our schedule so when i look at my schedule i can see what's most important yeah. When I look at our finances, I can see what's most important. I can look at what I order on Amazon and the TV shows that we watch.
0: Boy, boy can you.
1: Uh, and you can see what's the most important thing. Right. So I just, uh, for me, that's how I kind of look and say, how do I know what, well, where am I investing my life?
0: Yeah. And I, and I, I love what you said. Time is huge. Uh, money. And obviously, these are very, uh, I don't think anybody likes this word, uh, but they're very auditable audit they're very auditable um commodities yeah you can very easily audit your finance you very easily audit your time even though nobody likes to do that but one that's a little less uh which is funny that i'm the one bringing this up when you're the you're the creative one out of the two of us one that's a little less auditable that i think is massive when it comes to uh, where our priorities is our talent like what we're like what we're what you're great at and so, like, you talk about, like, where's your time go? Like, are you serving? Are you, are you spending time with people, loving on people, your money? Like, are you, are you tithing? Are you being generous? Uh, but your talent, like, what you're good at? Um, and so you're – obviously, we're talking about music. You're great. You're, you're an unbelievably gifted singer. And um, what has gotten the most of that talent – in mm-hmm. your life has been has been the church, yeah. um, and you're super creative. And what, what's gotten the most of your creativity, whether you're acting or you're writing songs, mm-hmm. has been the church. Mm-hmm. And so I think something really interesting is whenever you evaluate those things. But first of all, it, culturally we have a pretty low view of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when I ask you, hey, what are you good at? Like, what are you talented towards? And do you use that? Like, we have a friend, uh, Nick John, who he's super gifted at financial planning and so he leads financial peace groups he has a talent uh, and you would say like singing obviously everybody everybody wants wants to worship but you have a, a guy who we love his family who is like hey i'm i'm I, I i maybe i'm not a great singer in this season so i want i'm not saying nick's not a great singer i don't remember um but uh but he is great with finances so mm-hmm. he uses that talent so i say all that like your time your money and your your talent where do they go mm-hmm. uh, because you could call those things your treasure so like your your time is mm-hmm. is so valuable. Your money, obviously, we get that treasure analogy and then your talent. Like these are the things that make us or something about us special. And Matthew 621 says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
1: Well, and this is super hard. And I think we have to there's, there's a tension to manage, not a problem to solve, because some of these things require sacrifices in other places. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that we want, and I've talked about this before. Um, like your, your Pinterest family moments. And it might mean that you lay down your Pinterest family moments and you open up that extra space in your house, your office, or putting, you know, your two kids sharing a room to create space for another person to live with you, whether you're fostering or adopting and creating a home for someone else, or, um, you know, inviting people into your holidays these are things that we can look at and say hey i i can see who's leading and who's most important based on how i treat things um, that are important to me yeah and so as we come into the season you know one of the thing the fall and into the winter there's a lot of holidays there's a lot of events you have all of the things that have to be done yeah. and so there's some things you're not going to stop doing if your kid plays sports, they're going to keep – they're more than likely they might continue to play sports. But how we utilize those things, how we treat them, it matters. Yeah. And it can show you very quickly what's most important.
0: And again, like it, I think sports is a great example because you can only have so many priorities. You know, dare, dare I say you can only really have one. You know, like what's most important. Mm-hmm. And then everything else have to, has to filter from that. This is true. And so like whenever – and and I think I think this is this is a good one uh, to to go before we go to the mm-hmm. next P because what what I would say is the melody the, the melody like uh, it necessitates what comes next like you can't go row 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 stream like you can't do that because mm-hmm. it's the boat is what's next like another another example if you're not a, a music person when we pray almost every night at the dinner table when we pray. Valor tries to time when somebody's going to say amen. And he either yells pickle or uh, begok. And uh, we don't know why. Uh, he's a weird kid, but either way. Um, and so, like, but you can tell that's out of place. And so, can I just ask you with where your life, your family, uh, but, but your personal life or your family, either one, with where the melody, the priority is leading it? Where are where are you or your family headed? If you stay on this path for another year, for another five years, another 10 years, where are you going to be at? Mm-hmm. Because your priority sets your path, right? And it, so it sets what comes next. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, this is just a season, which again, we get into with pace. So, uh, so again, first one was priority, and I, that was a big one. But the next one is pace. And so, again, what wh- whenever you think about the connection to music and stuff like that, babe, where would you put pace?
1: So pace, uh, we can equate that to tempo. So remember when I talked about the song that's really, really fast and yeah. the original version is really slow? So that's tempo. It's how quickly or how slowly. It's the speed at which the rhythm, which is the patterns, mm-hmm. it repeats.
0: Right. Yeah. So here, here's what, again, just let me ask you, like, what's the rhythm of your life? What's the rhythm of your life? And so here, let me give you an example. and We're going to talk more about, about this, but because you, again, this is one of those things, if you're not careful, you'll feel like I'm, I'm just, I'm a victim. Like, so I like the, the pace of my life is just, it's whatever my calendar is, whatever. And here's what I would tell you is for me, like I don't set my calendar, you know, like, well, I, I, I ask, I have an assistant, Tanja and Rachel, like they, they're always talking and, and have my calendar. Like I, either way I, I tell, Hey, here's what I need to do and all that kind of stuff. And they really set that for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they schedule it all out anyway. So, but I never feel like I'm out of control of it. So even though somebody else is putting it in place for me,
1: oh. I'd. Why is that? What did you do to well, make sure that had never happened? Which
0: is a good so that and that's that's why I was saying it again stepping back to priority. I have these I have these priority moments that they are what set my tempo. They are what set my pace. They are the percussion. So I would say the most pace setting thing for me is my quiet time. The most pace setting thing for me is my time in the Word my time in prayer, and whatever inspiring thing I'm reading at the time. And so what sets how I feel, what sets my... Because I think probably the, the, the easiest like um, thing to equate pace to would be the level of peace or anxiety. And so you know what I'm saying? Like whenever you... I would say a lot of people when they feel anxiety, it's, it's, oh God, the, the pace is so fast. Like I don't know if I can keep up with that. And so, uh, again, like I would say, even if you don't get, if you're not the CEO, which even if you're a CEO and listening, you know you don't get to just do whatever you want, mm-hmm. but still, there's things we have to do. But there, if we have set our priority above what people think about us, if we set it above being successful and making money, if we set it above people pleasing, then we can set these eternal pace setters, these, e- these eternal um, uh, percussion things in our life to help us mm-hmm. build a healthy tempo.
1: Well, and we have to be willing to, we, we say, we use the phrase, put everything up on the altar. And so there are seasons if we feel, hey, the pace in our life is off, something is off. We take every single thing we're a part of, all the things that we love and we enjoy and we put it on the altar and it's always all good things. Mm-hmm. It's awesome stuff. And there are some things. So we go through and we say, hey, what are the things that are non-negotiables in our life? Well, you you have, you know, like, hey, we got to work and, um, you know, all right, our time in the word, these are non-negotiables, but TV is not a non-negotiable that mm-hmm. can go or hey, attending this many events. So there was something that we made a choice. Um, at the beginning of this year was, hey, we're not gonna do more than one, we're not gonna be away from our house more than three nights a week. So we had to make some decisions. We were doing Wynn College at the time, and that meant, hey, we're only gonna do one or two dinners with people who wanna spend some extra time with us. And we adjusted some of those to even be in our home instead of going out so we were still able to be on our kids and to do bedtime. So they're just things that were non-negotiable, but we had to put everything up on the altar and say no to the things that challenge to the pace that God asked us to walk in. Yeah. And if the pace is too quick and we're too busy, you aren't your your tempo. Uh, it messes up the song, so to speak, because God is asking you to do some things. Yeah. And you can't sing the melody line that God's asked you to sing if the tempo is too quick.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And you'll miss opportunities.
0: Right, and that's and I think that's probably the biggest thing we need to encourage people with. Is we a lot of us need to slow down our pace. Um, I feel like I'm hearing all over the board right now. I'm so busy. I'm so worn out. I have all this, you know, all, all this going on. And again, I want to encourage you. You know, priority sets pace, mm-hmm. right? And you, if if you feel out of whack, if you feel like your your you're, your pace is so fast, maybe you're trying to serve two masters. Maybe you have two priorities you're trying to serve, um, but. Something I just want to beg you, if you want to live out your purpose of winning the world, you have to make room for what matters most. You have to make room. Uh, John Maxwell says, walking slowly through the crowd. Why would you walk slowly through the crowd? Is it because you're lazy? No, it's because you're looking for an opportunity to do something for God in the crowd. The other day, Rachel and I were on a hike, and we were talking, and and we we were talking about important stuff, about the church and and about our family, and we were just talking, talking, talking. And I just felt the Holy Spirit lead me to walk over to this couple on on the trail and and share the gospel with them and talk about Jesus. And but even when we're on a hike, celebrate like we're time off on a hike, like I feel this dichotomy of I need to hurry up and rest over here with Rachel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just for us, like, do you ever make room? Like, are are you ever slowing down enough to like Listen to your waiter or waitress and how they're answering. Like whenever you ask, "Hey, how are you today?" Like whenever if I ask somebody how they're doing today and they say okay, I'ma ask about that. You know what I'm saying? Like if they just say hey, I'm okay, like it, it's not like it, it, either way. So I, I just I can't encourage people more to slow down and take time. We're in such a hurry to get to our next thing. And that's a pace issue. If the most important thing in our life is our purpose to win the world, do we ever slow down around people who could, A, need what God has put inside of us in the peace and the power, or do we ever intentionally slow down around people who don't know them at all?
1: Well, and I think we'll say, oh, I'm so busy right now, but it's just a season. It's just a season. It's just for right now. I'm guilty. and if you're saying it's just a season and it's been more than four months, Mm -hmm. it's probably not just a season, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And again, when we find ourselves saying it's just a season, it's just a season over and over, it is a cue for us to pull back put everything on the altar before the Lord and he loves you and he knows exactly what you need and I know it's really scary to say no to the to the things that people expect you to do Mm -hmm. Uh, but the fear of man is not what brings you life the fear of God does yeah and so I i this was is particularly difficult for me in the holiday seasons or um, classroom expectations and you want to be room mom or you want to be at every game and we want to do all the things but at some point our season of busyness has turned into a lifestyle of overwhelming. Yeah. And now we live with anxiety because we're just like you said, we're so afraid we're not going to get everything done. And I can't be everything that everybody wants me to be because you can't.
0: Yeah. And we're we're so worried about that and we're not we are absolutely not getting done the most important thing, which is our eternal expectation mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the Great Commission and seeing lives transformed and, and seeing that stuff. And so I just
1: so what's the best way if you were to say hey here's a tool to reset your pace. Like well, I am let's just say theoretically someone's listening and they say I am overwhelmed. Yeah. I I am, I have I'm a single mom, or, you know, hey, we've got four kids, and everybody is doing something different, and I, I cannot keep up, what, is, what are some ways that we can shift the pace?
0: Yeah, so I, I would give two things. I would say first, which one's going to be no surprise, but first, you have to have time with God, and there's no way. I, I love you, like I, I want to be kind, but there's no way that you don't have time to spend with God. There's no way you can't get up a little bit earlier or you can't stay up later. Like there's no way that you can't have time with the Lord. Uh mm-hmm. if, if you're curious where it is, then just go to the screen time report in your phone. And I think you'll find some you'll find some extra time there where you can spend some time with the Lord. And I would say that's the first thing. But then the second thing, and I I, I do this in my journal in some ways, but keeping it, like I would say, eternal impact journal. And so, like, it because I think we could all go through and say all these things we're checking off. Like mm-hmm. like today, you were telling me all the things you checked off. You bought the tile, and you, you delivered this, you did that. But what if people, what if we kept an eternal impact journal? Mm-hmm. Like what I did that had eternal impact. Hey, I stopped and prayed for this person. Hey, I shared my faith with this person. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, but would that journal be bare? And so, like, but, and I don't think that anybody listening to this podcast would want it to be empty, but too many of us would be guilty of it being empty. And so, again, like we talked about this a bunch of times, like accountability. Mm -hmm. And so, the people who look at their goals the most are the most successful. Like, that's an an objective truth. Studies prove, like, the more you look at it. So, if you had a daily, like, entry at the end of the day for your eternal impact journal, is it going to consistently be empty? And I think the people listening to this podcast, if they were to do that, they would start to know, okay, I'm going to sit down with the Lord in my journal tonight and I'm going to have to give an account. And so I want, I'm going to look for an opportunity. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So once you've determined whether or not you like, Hey, I'm, I am, my pace is not right. Or so a priority is off. uh, My encouragement is to do a time audit. And we had mentioned that earlier, but a time audit is where you write down everything you do all day Every day and do it for a week. And you'll see where there are gaps in time or what you're a part of that may and then you can take all of those things in your time with the Lord and say, Hey God, here's all the things I'm participating in. What is it that you need me to change? Or what is it that I need to outsource and ask someone to help me with instead of doing it myself? Or where somewhere that we can make a change so that. We can still accomplish it. B, you are smart. You are resourceful. You are. You have a creative nature. God will give you ways to overcome those the problem you see on paper. But we have to be willing to get a piece of reality. Mm-hmm. And I think we feel really, really busy. Sometimes we really are. The pace is really quick. But sometimes it's just because we're just not stewarding what we've been given well. Yeah. And so your pace could very well be fine, but because we haven't stewarded it well, like we're not in our time in the word. And so because we're not, we have an incredibly large fear of man and we don't want to disappoint anybody. And so we receive things or we add things into our calendar that we would never normally do. Yeah, Right? So your pace could very well be fine, but because we haven't really been a good steward of what we've been given, um, we find ourselves hurting.
0: And the and the last thing we'll say about pace, but we move on to the last piece for the day is you just, you have to know yourself. You have to know okay. yourself. And so, um, we read a book together uh, called um, uh, I think it's called At Your Best by Carrie Newhoff. Yes, the time book. And so, knowing like what parts of your day are green time where you work the best, yellow time where you're not great, or red where you're just you're you know you're, sometimes we just feel useless. That's just yeah. like your red time. And so uh, we. I tend to think that we're green all the time, you know, like, oh, I, I could always do this. But then you you try to do something at a certain part of the day, and it's like, gosh. And you you don't blame it on that part of the day. You blame it on yourself. And that just may not be the case. We're all wired a certain way. Uh, but let me give you an example. When I was a student pastor, you know, in student in student ministry, we had Wednesday service, all that kind of stuff. Well, what I realized because uh, I, I just wasn't being very productive, wasn't make all the stuff. What I realized was on Thursday, even though Thursday was a work day, but I was still super drained from Wednesday. Is I really took Thursday kind of, kind of, kind of lax, right? And then I was on my Sabbath was on um,
1: Friday. Friday,
0: and then Saturday. You know, there yeah, was Saturday some prayer, mm-hmm. or like, but there, yeah, there was some some stuff. And Sunday we had service, but my main my main deal of student ministry. Really, only got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, less than 50% of the week. So, what I realized in that season, Thursday, I, I used to say Thursday is the linchpin. Mm-hmm. So, I'd have, I need, I need to get in there. And even if I didn't feel like it, I need to make sure I, I got time in the Word, I got time in prayer. What was the most inspiring to me? I needed to save that for Thursday. And so, you got to know yourself. Yeah. So, so, we have priority, we have pace. And the last one was we have pause. We have we have pause now again uh, going back to music, babe. Obviously, there's there's pauses in in music, but how would you connect that to the to the musical part of our, our our life and our flow?
1: Pauses are called rests, and rests can be very very short, or rests can be very very long.
0: Yeah, why would you have a rest in 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 a song?
1: All kinds of reasons. Um, there's somebody else singing. And so you take a rest, Uh, there's uh, an interlude. And so it's a piece between uh, one part of the song and another part of the song. So you would, um, and I'm using this from, as a vocalist perspective, but you would just, you would stop singing so that you can get to the next part.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite parts, I know nothing about music, um, but one of my favorite parts about uh, a rest or a silence Mm -hmm. is like whenever it, whenever it, like hits, like right after, like whenever somebody comes in with a great note vocally or even like whenever the, the, the drums come in. But when it goes from like high or flow to a rest, it almost builds this anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you may be wondering, well, how, what's this look like in my life? And uh, maybe some of you guys see this coming, uh, but something that I can't express uh, uh, with enough passion is Sabbath. So when it comes to our rhythms, we have to have a Sabbath. Let me give you a verse, um, which is not the usual uh, verse given for Sabbath, because you know Sabbath originally started when Jesus when or sorry when God made the world, He rested on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Deuteronomy five fifteen, it says this: Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God is, uh, has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. So you may wonder, well, what does it have to do? Like, what is God delivering them from Egypt and the Sabbath? What do they have to do with each other? Well, God wanted them to remember the most special thing that has happened to them, their freedom, their independence, mm-hmm. the nation that they'll become. All this stuff happened because of his mighty right hand. And so when we rest, we are remembering that actually what is most important about us, what is most important about our purpose, we didn't have to work for. And so I just want to, I just want to challenge us, me included, if you refuse to take a Sabbath, you have a lack of faith. And not only do you have a lack of faith, um, you're you're a bit self-absorbed. I know these are all pretty intense terms to use, but the 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 Sabbath is to take time, go back up to the 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 top of priority and say, God, you are priority. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop being, because Sabbath really means to stop being productive. I'm going to stop being productive around these things that the world says matters most, Mm -hmm. and I am going to rest in you.
1: There is a great book I think that might be helpful for people, and it's called Kevin DeYoung, and there's a section on the – It's called
0: Kevin DeYoung? No, it's
1: called Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. And um, he does a great job of talking about basically like your – the problem of being busy, like the inability to rest or the inability to set a healthy pace. Um, And there's a section on the Sabbath in there, that is some of the best content I've ever read. And it's a very short book because busy people are reading it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it mm-hmm. does a great job. You can get it on Audible um, or you can get it on Amazon. But the book did a great job for me just setting my mind in a place of saying, hey, why is it, what is it that you believe in that you believe more than God is who he says he is? Yeah. And so one of those things was like, hey, I believe that I if I don't do it, that I'm a failure. And there was this second, like, there's this lie that I believed that I had to be, um, for lack of a better term, God. And I'm not the only thing that can do it all and be it all and is enough is God. I'm not enough. I can, I have my own piece of the kingdom of heaven to bring to earth. And I'm responsible for that alone. And so what can happen is, especially if you're um, if you tend to overfunction for people, or if you are, um, if you're a performer by nature, or you get your value and worth from being needed by others, you will continue to find your value and worth and be unsatisfied and anxious and busy, because what you've tried to do is carry more than your part of heaven to earth. Yeah. And God's the one who assigns that. So we have to trust. And you don't really know if you're being obedient or not. If you're not in the Word and you haven't spent time with Him, it's really difficult to discern what He has for you. And you can take that day by day.
0: Yeah, and and I really just, if I could make this super, um, super personal, uh, I, I do, at the end of every quarter, I'll do a, a two days of solitude. And this last one, I, I'll do it I two days. And then on the last day, Rachel comes for dinner and we I kind of debrief to her, all the things I've been thinking through and praying through and feeling. And I was just really transparent. And I just said, I just feel like a loser in this season. And she was like, well, Why do you feel that way? And I was like, I feel that way because the church isn't growing in these areas. And it just, it bothers, I feel, feel like I just feel like a loser. And uh, which I know that's not true. Like, like that's not where I get my worth from. But Rachel just said, Hey, do you think the Lord could, which all the things that I cared about mattered, you know, like people serving. People, people coming, like people in attendance, like these things matter. Yeah. yeah, people sharing their faith. But and uh and God cares about them. But she, you know, Rachel just asked me, hey, would is God going to let those be successful whenever you put your value and worth in that instead of in who he said, like can he trust you with success essentially? Um and the answer obviously was no, if I felt like a loser because those things weren't moving forward, like that's crazy that I would feel that way. I, I, you know, and I, I'm not saying I don't still wrestle with that, but again, God trust us. So again, like Chick-fil-A, the most, the most lucrative day for it's debated between Saturday and Sunday, because a lot of people say Sunday is the most lucrative day for fast food and Chick-fil-A is closed. And yet they crush, and I, I know some people say it's not fast food, whatever they say, quick service, whatever <laughs> you call it, but they crush mm-hmm. other, other restaurants. Why? I I believe it's because of the favor of the Lord. And so as we wrap up this podcast and you think about if you want the favor of the Lord on the rhythm of your life, but you will not take a Sabbath, you will not take a rest to reprioritize Him because it just leaks, right? Going back to the priority, the priority of pace, and we have to pause. But the priority, the world is constantly pulling at that, trying to pull us away from God being the priority because if God's a priority, we inevitably— are going to build his kingdom. We inevitably are going to share our faith and Mm -hmm. the devil will do absolutely anything to keep that from happening. And so I want his favor and that's worth pausing for me.
1: Well, and and so you may not, like your schedule may be set up right now and your finances to to have no pause. And that means it's going to take, this will probably not happen immediately. Like you're going to say today, well, I'm going to do it. Okay, your life is not set up for you to do it. So it takes planning and... Um, looking ahead, and maybe for you, you might say, hey, I've got to get in a circle of believers who can help me look at where I'm at today as I work to honor God. So what is it that I'm going to need to make that happen? Does that mean I need to get a roommate? Does, like legitimately, if yeah. I didn't work seven days a week, does that mean I need to, I'm, I live by myself and I've got everything I want, but you know what? I For me to honor God, I need to make some changes. Do I need to do we need to sell our house and get a smaller house? Do we need to not take two vacations, take mm-hmm. one vacation? Do we need to change where we buy our groceries? And these are things that you may not want to do or you say gosh, I'm not going to be part of that club this year. These are hard decisions to make. Um, but you can sit down. This is why having a small group or a local church is so important Mm -hmm. so that you can get some wise counsel. So find some people who operate and have a Sabbath and sit down and say, what is it that you did? Or can you help me think through how I can follow Jesus well in this?
0: That's right. So, hey, just just to wrap it back up, we care desperately about your rhythm uh, and we're getting back in rhythm in this season. so it's an opportunity for you to reevaluate, reassess, and then re-engage. Uh, but as you evaluate your rhythm, I want you to think about what's your priority. What is your pace and what is your pause? Because you absolutely have a purpose. And from Jesus' perspective and ours, your purpose is to win your world. And so we love you, we believe in you. Let's get back rhythm together so that we can win the world. Let's do it this week. We love you. We'll see you next week.